University Baptist Church is a faith community striving to think critically, live creatively, and love continually in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We gather on Sunday mornings at 5775 Highland Road between Lee Drive and Kenilworth Parkway. Visit ubc-br.org or at ubcbr on Facebook for more information. Good morning. This is it's my pleasure and privilege this morning to introduce Ms. Linda Stringfellow as our guest pastor today. Linda is the regional vice president of the Delta region for CBF's Together for Hope, and we are blessed to have her today. If you missed her this morning, she shared wonderful ways that CBF is getting involved in rural um, areas that are deeply impoverished, and I hope that you'll take a chance to go look on CBF's page and learn more about that. But we are glad to have you here today, and we look forward to what you have to say. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Let us go into prayer. Father God, we come to you this morning, collectively and individually. We're saying thank you, Father, for another day that you have presented us with life. Father God, we said thank you for all the things that you have blessed us with and all the things to come. Thank you for your mercy and grace that follows us all the days of our life. We said thank you, Father God, for this opportunity for us to come together, learn your word, fellowship, and leave with a better understanding of what it is that you ask us to do daily. Father God, we say we honor you we praise you and we glorify you. We say, create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit with, us, with you. Father God, we said just thank you. We can't say thank you enough. We appreciate you. We love you. And let us say amen. Okay, this morning I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to talk with you from 1 John 4 verses 11 through 16. We're going to talk about the living proof this morning. I hope I have your permission to just be who God created me to be. Do I have your permission? All right, well, let's go. Okay, 1 John 4, 11 through 16, and I'm reading from um, New Living Translation. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And I also want to note the verse, John 10, 25. Jesus replied, I have already told you, and you don't believe me, but the proof is in the work I do in my Father's name. As I've been spending the past couple of days listening to UBC's um, Baton Rouge podcast for the past two months and noticed that you finished the book of Nehemiah. So I wanted to make sure that this message delivered some of the thoughts and give you some other ways to think about some things and his story and how we can apply it to our life. 
So is it okay if I reflect on his story? All right, Nehemiah did not have a fancy title or position. He was a servant to the king. He was the cupbearer. He was a believer of God and believed the plans God put in his heart. No matter his own earth role, God used Nehemiah and put a plan and assignment in his heart. After hearing the news about his homeland, once again, God put a plan in Nehemiah's heart. Nehemiah still continued to serve the king. He informs the king of his needs only after the king answered, I mean, asked him what was wrong. You notice Nehemiah didn't walk around complaining. He wasn't whining. He was going on with his responsibilities. And the king noticed that he was not himself. And he asked him what was going on. Because of God's favor on Nehemiah, the king granted the things that were asked by Nehemiah. Nehemiah moved heavily, excuse me, God moved heavily in the king to where he sent officers and a horseman to protect Nehemiah. Nehemiah believed God in his heart and God paved the way for him to carry out his plans. His trust was strong, he moved in silence, and Nehemiah did not tell anyone of the plans that God placed in his heart until it was the proper time. Some of the things that I noticed about Nehemiah is that he spent time with God in prayer and meditation, and he wanted to make sure that he heard from him. He wrote the visions and made them plain, and the people supported him. We see the people were from different families. They used their gifts and talents and resources to complete the plans that were given to Nehemiah. We also see he had to defend the oppressed, people that were oppressed by their own family and their own people, and he also had people that tried to distract him intentionally to get him to not focus on what the plans were that God put in his heart. But Nehemiah continued to do what needed to be done and follow the plans in his heart. Excuse me. Nehemiah followed the plans, which was also a part of his path. Now, one of the things that I noticed as I had to come here today is I had to sit down and I had to spend time with God. I went through several nervous stages, and I called Deb constantly. I called Chuck because I needed to relax, and I wanted to get a better understanding of what my role was for me to stand here today. So I had to sit with God once again. And as I sat with God, a couple of things came to me. And I want to take them, take you to the Word, and go over the things that was discussed with me. As we go to the Word this morning, I invite everyone to look at the text as an order for things. We start with 11, but I'm gonna go back to verses nine and 10. Nine and 10 reminds us how much God loves us. We notice that the, Jesus died for us, that's in the past, but God loves us today. He loves us daily. He sent his son and sacrificed him for us. As we follow the order of things, when we get into verse 11, the word instructs us, since he, God, loved us that much, we should love each other. As we go into verse 12, things become a little uncomfortable because we are reminded that we have never seen God, but if, I wanna remove the but if, and I wanna say, but as we love others, he loves us and the relationship that we have. Each one of us have a relationship with God and we want to value and nourish that relationship with God. As we have that relationship with God, that relationship becomes full circle. That love becomes full circle. And then God adds in the verse, in our relationship, notice he says our, I'm giving you my spirit as proof that you live in me and I in you. 
So we have proof, and the text talks to us about the proof of his love. While here with you this morning, I bring a reminder of three powerful actions. Believe, trust, and do. Because we are living proof. Let's talk about believe. And I will use me and my life as we talk about each of these three topics. Is that okay? Okay. Many years ago, during my years of confusion and uncertainty, I was very hesitant about getting involved in activities, being around people, accepting offers to be a part of things. Honestly, I handled life this way because I didn't believe I deserved them. I didn't believe I was good enough for the opportunity and even looked at myself as just Linda and didn't believe those things were for people from my side of town or my neighborhood and definitely not for people from Mississippi, let alone the Mississippi Delta. I believed everything on the outside, society, environment, labels, what the media had to say. I also believed the things of my living in lack and in poverty. And I had no clue that I was not living above sea level. Not SEA level, but SEE level. I couldn't live beyond what I was seeing and experiencing. One day, a volunteer and I were at an event and we were talking. And she said, do you know who you are? And I'm sure you can imagine my response and my facial expression that went with it. So I asked, she asked several times, and I just told her, no, no, you tell me who I am. And she took the Bible and she told me exactly who God said I am. This uncomfortable conversation at the most unexpected time and place made me want to tap into my belief system. So I ask each of you, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And do you know that you are more than a conqueror? Do you know that you are a son of God? Did you, do you know that you are an heir of the most high God? And one of my favorites, did you know that you are the apple of his eye? I tell myself every morning, girl, you the apple of his eye. And even during some of the worst days, even riding down the highway, I looked through the rearview mirror and blinked my eye. Girl, you that apple. Don't be low-hanging fruit. I do it up. Hey, you, you that apple. Also be reminded that he sent his son as a sacrifice for us. Believe him so that we can receive all that he has to offer us. And we say this morning, Lord, my belief is living proof of your love for me. Let's move into trust. Trust is a huge hurdle for many. I will say it was a huge hurdle for me, and sometimes it still is. Trust is hard because of those who have disappointments in their life, have hurt, are filled with shame, are filled with neglect, and this list can go on and on. I'm gonna to talk to you the way that I talked to God when I started dealing with my trust issues. Lord, you said in your word that I can't see you, but you want me to trust you. That's hard. So as I'm processing this, let me truly, truly understand how to trust who I can't touch, feel, or see that's really pushing my trust. But have mercy on me, Daddy. Don't let nothing bad happen to me. Still let me get my blessings because I still want to be on this journey and I've got to learn to trust you. And as I learn to trust you, I learn to be able to trust others, those that I can see, touch, and feel. Excuse me. I am happy to say I've grown in this journey and God assures me in his word that he will provide for me. He will comfort me all the days of my life. 
He will protect me. And of course, I really love the truth in this one. He will give me the desires of my heart. Many days I have to get up and say, Lord, let my want align with your will and let your will be done. He wants our trust in our choices. He wants it in our doing. He wants it in our giving. He wants our trust in our heart, mind, and soul. No matter the challenges, no matter how things may look, he is asking us to trust him. Even when it seems as though he is not hearing us, seeing what's taking place, he wants us to trust what he said in his word. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool to your feet. That was powerful. And when I'm going through rough situations, I have to constantly remind myself. He told me to sit at his right hand. Don't go and create my own. Sit at his because he will protect me. I need to trust him and learn to get out of the way and stop trying to control and handle your stuff. Your stuff. I got you. I need you to just be still, my child. He also reaffirms, I will not leave you or forsake you. Many days when we talk about a trust walk, I wonder, are you hearing me? Can you blink the lights? Can you wiggle the blinds? Can something strange happen so that I know that it is you and you are hearing me, especially at this point in time with the things that are going on? I have to trust him. Our trust is living proof of the relationship between us and God. Do you trust the Lord? Let's talk about doing and giving. Today is my open confession, but in a church rather because I talk about it with my friends all of the time. I have done things because they were good and would be nice for others, but some of those things, sometimes it was something in it for me or someone connected to me. No, I'm not talking about money and bribes, but I'm talking about deeper things that satisfied my flaws. The enemy was my enemy. I will say it again. The enemy was what was my enemy. It was what's inside of me. My insecurities, my doubt, my instability, my second guessing, my double-mindedness. My enemy was my enemy. I was doing some good things, such as buying toys and gifts for angel tree projects, buying food for family Thanksgiving bags, coordinating and leading projects for people in need. You know the initiatives that show you are doing, oh, she's doing wonderful things, she's doing good stuff. But at the same time, my motive, my intentions were not genuine. They were not right. They were not of God. However, my enemy does things for these persons because they ask me, or I help this one because I'm gonna need you to help me later with one. Or, and I do regret to say that sometimes I've did things that were wonderful and great things, but at the same time, we had to satisfy the funder where we were getting money from to support programs. And it didn't make me feel good on the inside. So my doing and my giving was not genuine. As I have grown in this journey and erased the enemies and my enemy, I realized and accepted the fact that many times we are the only Bible that people see. It is not our position, it is about our purpose. And my purpose was 
to truly connect with the people that was in need and help bring them to a better place. And I was not fulfilling my purpose by not believing in God and believing the things that he put in me, not trusting God in the things that he said he would do and carry me through, and also, also not doing properly. We're someone's walking Bible. Do you all believe that? We are someone's walking Bible. As we interact with people, as we spend time with people, or even the simplest things, we are, for many people, we are the only Bible that people will see. People hear about God, but as far as experiencing the true love of God, I can honestly say many people have not experienced the true love of God, and the true love of God comes through us. Someone is always paying attention and making decisions based off of how we see and hear and handle life according to God and God's word. <clears throat> Excuse me, that relates to the good, the not so good, and the ugly. I ask this morning that we think about, let my work be living proof that I am more than a human being. I am a human doing your will in the earth, Lord. As I tie this together, me and my walk, the things that have happened in my life, because I can talk about me easily, my goods and my not so goods, I also want to go back to Nehemiah. Is that okay? Let's refer back to verse 12 and truly talk about our relationship with God becoming full circle. Everyone close your eyes. Your eyes closed? Okay. Imagine having a cheerful heart and being confident and at peace about all of our giving and doing, about your giving and doing. This synergy comes full circle, and as the circle continues, it gets bigger, picks up momentum, and generates a force that's unbelievable. As I changed, my motives for giving and doing changed, and I'm happy to say many being funded are now coming to us. They value the impact that we are making on the people and not paying attention to the data. And we are changing the lives of people through our belief, through our trust, and our doing and giving. And thanks to God's people, everyone in this room, and those out in the world, those funders are supported by believers of God and his love for us and through us. Giving is more than tithes and offering. Giving relates to our time, our space, our place, and our heart. Because you've opened your doors to me, allow me to share God's word with you today. I can now call you my church family, and so to you, my fellow family members, do know Nehemiah believed, he trusted, and he was a doer and giver. I am a believer of the word of God. I trust in him. I trust him. I am getting better as a doer and a giver on earth as it is in heaven. So today, we build on a stronger belief in his love for us and his love through us. We trust in him and in his will for us. And we let our giving and doing be according to John 10:25. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. 
not in our name, not for us to get the praise and the glory, but for God's name to be known and to show that he is living proof on the earth. Let's go out and stand strong and being the living proof of who he is on earth as he is in heaven.